0: Hi, this is Carrie Ann Reed-Brown, and this is Carry On, Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Carry On, Friends, the Caribbean American Podcast. I'm excited you're listening to this very special and very important episode. With me today, my guest is Keisha Morris of Common Cause. Keisha, welcome to the podcast. How are you today?
1: Awesome. Thank you, Carrie, for having me on.
0: All right. So Keisha, tell the community a little bit about who you are, Caribbean country you represent, and some of the work that you're doing with Common Cause.
1: For sure. Uh, So um, my name is Keisha Morris. I am a Jamaican, Guyanese, uh, Canadian immigrant. My father is Jamaican from uh, St. Mary, and my mom is Guyanese from Georgetown. I grew up between Canada and Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then moved to the D.C. area uh, about the last five years or so. But as of right now, I am a a non-citizen of the United States, but I am trying to work to make uh, America better
0: so awesome so we have something in common so people do not watch noise in the background she says she's in dc and if you are in the dc new york area no office is quiet enough to stop any (laughs) sirens or anything it is a normal thing but we do have something in common because my my maternal grandfather is from st mary so we'll talk off the air about (laughs) st mary and all of that so so talk to me a little bit about Common Cause, what is Common Cause, the work you're doing for Common Cause, etc.
1: Yeah, so uh, I am the uh, census and mass incarceration project manager for Common Cause. So uh, that means that on the census side, I uh, help lead and guide our work around the census. So we have about 19 states that are engaged in making sure that the 2020 census is fair and accurate. Uh, and then uh, on the mass incarceration side, I do
0: uh, similar work but on a different. <laughs> a uh, totally different issue. All right, got it, got it. So for this episode, we're going to focus on the census. And mm-hmm. it's let's start off with what exactly is the census? Because, you know, it's it's this word that's being thrown out. We we have a general understanding of what's what it does, but, you know, I also feel like the census in a modern day feels kind of off because It seems like an old school way of doing things when we're so digitized and technology is such a big part, but really what is the census and why is the census important?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, the Constitution actually requires that every 10 years our government conduct a census. So that means that they have to do a head count of everyone that lives in the United States. And that's everyone, uh, regardless of citizenship status or even how old you are. Babies still need to get counted if they were born. In 2020, uh, when you have your census form, they should be uh, counted on your census, uh, on your census form. So, yeah, so the Constitution requires the census to apportion seats in Congress, Uh, and since then, we have also used the census to uh, count how many people should be in local state districts. It also helps determine about eight hundred billion dollars of federal uh, funding, so that helps uh, states, you know, determine, you know, how much money is needed for uh, your local. A fire station or, you know, where to put the next police station or, you know, where road work will need to be done uh, just because the population uh, is is rising in a certain area. So uh, it has wide ranges of, of impacts, uh, the census that we do every 10 years.
0: Awesome. So, all right. So let me just kind of summarize that. The census is in the Constitution, the Constitution, the people founding father said, we need everybody to be counted, whether you're a citizen or not, you need to be counted. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important reasons why it's in the Constitution and a head count is important is. In the U.S. government, we have the Senate and the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, without going into the history lesson, that was a compromise for between the bigger states and the smaller states. Mm-hmm. So for the Senate, we always have two senators, but the House of Representatives, that number goes up and down depending on the population in a particular state or whatever the situation is. So the mm-hmm. House of Representatives, the number should reflect the people that live within a certain Area that they're representing and whether, you know, let's say the population rose in New York, New York mm-hmm. may need more House of Repre- more congressmen in the House of Representatives. So mm-hmm. that's the basic. But on a more important level, you're saying that. Because of the headcounts, there's $8 That's B worth of federal funding. And God knows 800 the pothole. Billion. $800 yeah. billion. Oh, mm-hmm. God, that's a whole heap of money. And I yeah. already say pothole because you have to swerve out a pothole like it's no joke. Mm-hmm. Fire stations because, again, with population increase, you can't have the one liquor fire station that try to service an entire community where the population is growing. And I'm sure it also affects schools and funding for schools and class sizes and all of those things, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Anything that you can think of, really, that has to do with populations and where people live is dependent on
0: census data. All right. All right. So now we know what the census is and the purpose of the census, you know, back in the day, it was a form that you fill out. How are we going about doing the census? And the last time the census happened was 2010. And to be honest, I don't remember that at all. I vaguely remember somebody coming to my door, but I don't remember. So between 2010 and now, what is going to change in the way we do the census?
1: Absolutely. So uh, there are a few changes to the census from 2010 to now the next census happening in 2020. But one of the major changes is that uh, this census will be primarily conducted online. So the Census Bureau uh, has said that they are hopeful that about 80% of the population will fill out their census form online. So that means that You know, they really didn't have the budget to send out paper forms to every single household like they did uh, in prior years. So what will happen is that about 80% of households will receive a postcard with uh, a unique ID for them to fill out the census online. However, you don't have to use that unique ID. You can uh, fill out the census form without it, uh, but it is preferred that you use that unique ID to fill out the census. So, but if you choose that, you know you don't want to fill out the census online. In uh, after a few weeks of you not filling it out online, they will send a paper form to your household, and you can fill it out uh, traditionally, the, the traditional way through paper, or you could also even fill it out, uh, or talk to someone over the phone
0: and give them your responses as well. All right. right. So let's talk about the paper form. Like, so Mm -hmm. basic question is the census anonymous? Uh, Yes,
1: absolutely. The census is, uh, anonymous. Your name is not going on the form. It is connected to your home address. Um, but your name does not go on, uh, the census form.
0: All right. So Keisha, Mm -hmm. It's anonymous in quotes, right? But it's connected to my address, right? So you can't look up the address and see who's living at the address. That's that's kind of a concern people might have.
1: Right. So, um... Well, one, the Census uh, Bureau is required to keep your household responses confidential. Uh, And they're required to do that for 72 years after Mm -hmm. you fill out the form. Uh, So you are protected uh, that way.
0: Okay. And then the unique ID, we can fill it out with or without it, Mm -hmm. right? but it's kind of what's the ben- so so why do they need the unique id to say that the person who lives at this address completed it right mm-hmm. okay. so yeah. if if i say you know me go fill out the census but me no want babylon no part live me go take off the unique id i'm just saying something right <laughs> will will they come back and say they will get my response but will they come back and say the person who lives at this house did not fill, fill out the census because we have no records of it. Even though I did it, I chose not to use a unique ID. Is that what going to happen? No, it's more of a
1: way for, uh, a quicker way for the Census Bureau to... Uh realize who has filled out the form and who has not as far as households go um but yeah if you do not use the unique id
0: it's just a longer process for the census bureau to to um, validate that yeah to validate Mm -hmm. so what about if people choose not to fill out the census like they're like they don't trust it you know you know, yeah. I don't want anybody come for me. Like, what is that? Because yeah, we're, we're not getting into the politics of the census, but that yeah. is a legitimate concern. What if I don't yeah. want to fill it out?
1: Yeah, that's a real, that's a real concern that a lot of folks have. Um, really, uh, as I said uh, prior, your census forms are confidential. What is shared and what I think people are maybe a little bit worried about is, um the fact that it's aggregate data that it that is being shared and is posted on um, the Census Bureau website for researchers and so on so you know your individual responses aren't shared but you know uh, the summary of responses for folks in your
0: neighborhood is is shared and is public and is public data okay okay and and so what about so can someone not fill out the census form
1: uh, so it is your choice to fill out to fill out the census form or not. Uh, however, it is um, it's required by law and it's required by the Constitution that uh, everyone fill out their census form and do and fill it out in its entirety. Well, how I say it's your choice uh, is because. Um, You know, the Census Bureau is not a prosecuting agency. They historically have not um, prosecuted folks for not filling out their census form. But uh, as I said, it is required by law. It is required uh, by the Constitution that everyone fill out their census form. And really, it it only serves to benefit the community, uh, as we talked about before. You know, all of the all of the items uh, that are super important to our daily living. You know, the roads we drive on, the fire stations in our communities, where hospitals go, um, all of all of those items are super important to you, are directly connected to
0: you filling out your census form. All right. So in essence, what you're saying to me is the census is like... Your vote, right? You have to participate because if you don't participate, you can feel the effects of less funding. You know, my kids are in school and the class sizes are great, but you know, without funding, you find that without the proper funding, classes are um, too large or you know, after school, all these different things that we take for granted, they're in direct correlation to the census because that's the only data that the federal government has or the state and local governments could use to advocate for funding. So mm-hmm. you're saying that it's, it's our responsibility to make sure we're doing this. So I would be remiss not to talk about this, but, you know, there in our Caribbean community, there are a lot of undocumented people and, you know, the fear around completing this form Mm -hmm. and, you know, police or ICE or whoever are able to locate them um, Mm -hmm. by filling out this form. So what would you have to say around undocumented um immigrants you know so this and just to be clear you're saying the census is and the constitution says the census is for everyone so whether you are a naturalized citizen uh-huh. you're born here whether mm-hmm. you have a green card or you are overstayed a visa aka undocumented that's what we mean by undocumented everybody mm-hmm. has to do the census correct um, yes so for those who are you know maybe green card holders and um You know, undocumented. What can you say to to them regarding their concerns about being harassed by ICE or any federal agency, considering the current climate around filling Mm -hmm. out the census?
1: Absolutely, so um I think what you are getting to um, is a you know what has been circling around this twenty twenty census, and that is uh, i'm not sure if folks have been following along, but uh, with the with the news cycle around the census, but you know, um, there is a, a pending question on the census for 2020 asking about citizenship status. Um, as I said, uh, you know, uh, whether or not that question is on the census, it is your Choice and the, the choice of your um, household and what's best for you and your family, whether or not you want to fill out that particular question. Um, but what I can say is that you know your your responses are protected by law, and it would require um, a. A breaking of the law for your responses to be used against you in any sort of way. Even if it was, you know, even if it's aggregate data that was used, like, say, you know, uh, ICE or an ICE, a particular ICE agent went on the Census Bureau website and said, you know, oh, well, this community has uh, a large percentage of Caribbean Americans in it. I'm going to target this community. That is actually against the law. Um, they cannot use census data in any sort of way to harm any person uh, individually.
0: All right. Got you. So, all right, let's talk about this, the, the citizenship question. Um yeah. Is it, so are any of the questions on the census optional? You know, like when you fill out a survey, you're going to go, eh, 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 I don't fill that mm-hmm. out, <laughs> you know. Yes. Stupid. Are questions optional? You know, so if that census question comes up, can I just choose not to answer that question if it ends up on the census?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, all, um, all responses you have to, it is required by law that, that every individual that lives in the United States fill out the census and fill it out in its entirety. So we know just by talking like advocates talking with the Census Bureau that, you know, if that question or any question really say right now there's 10 questions on the census uh, for 2020, if, people fill out nine out of the 10 questions. Uh, We know from talking to the Census Bureau that you you will be counted, there will not be an an enumerator or a census taker uh, come to your door to ask you that last question but say, you know, you don't fill out seven of the 10 questions, then most likely you will, you know, see someone knocking on your door, you know, asking you to, to complete the the last uh, three questions. So uh, it is, I mean, it's up to you and what's best for your household on, on
0: how you respond to that. Hmm. So, um, the, the question itself for right now, it's ten questions on the survey uh, on the census, mm-hmm. right. which is which is not a lot of questions, right? Um, so the citizenship question is it just are you a citizen? Yes, no, and then if it, if let's just say you say no, is it asking you a follow up question as to where are you where were you born? Like is it, it how is the question currently being proposed?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it asks the question: "asks Are you a citizen?" Uh, and then you have five options for response. The first option is: "Yes, I'm a citizen, uh, born in the United States." Uh, the second option is: uh, "Yes, I'm a citizen, born in uh, you know one of the territories, uh, Puerto Rico, Guam, uh, etc." The next is: uh, "Yes." I am a naturalized citizen, and it asks you for uh, the date of naturalization. And then uh, fourth is, uh, yes, I'm a citizen born, um, let like say if you're a military member and you're born, uh, you know, outside the United States but on, on a um, military base or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's another option. And then um, the last option, the fifth
0: option is, no,
1: I'm not a citizen. Mm-hmm. So... Well, in
0: that sense, well, well, in that sense, no could mean anything because no could be it it doesn't allude to you being illegal. It could be that you're on a student visa because I went to school with a lot of students Mm -hmm. who come to the U.S. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be you're from Canada and you just live and work in the U.S. Mm -hmm. or It could mean anything. It doesn't necessarily mean you're an illegal immigrant. It's just that you are here on some other type of visa, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, cool. So Mm -hmm. the other thing I wanted to ask you regarding the census is, um, I remember in 2010, there was a big deal around writing in your country of heritage. Is Mm -hmm. that something that is still the case with the 2020? And what's the question and how does that work?
1: Yeah, so um, that is a question on uh, the form. The question is uh, exactly just pulling it up here. Actually, you might have it on um, the uh, test on the test form on,
0: that you sent. Okay, hold on. Let yeah, me see. is it number nine? What I think it's
1: number nine. Yeah, I, said, yeah. I, believe, I believe it's number nine. So, what is person one's race? Or person what is this person's race
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah and then it gives a uh, option like a, a a blank line for people to to fill it in
0: right so what's the person's race you put a checkbox beh- beside whether those are mm-hmm. so the options are white black or african-american or american indian or native alaskan mm-hmm. and then it says some other race so let's say i choose black and right below that, it says print, for example, African-American, Jamaican. And those are the examples, people.
1: Mm-hmm. Jamaican,
0: Haitian, Nigerian, Ethiopian, Somali, etc. So you could do black and then below that you type in the country. But what happens in your instance where you have Jamaican father and a, and a Guyanese mother? What about people <laughs> who have two countries that they're representing (laughs) Mm -hmm. because of their parentage. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, I believe that, I mean, the, the line is big enough, uh, a lot of times for you to put in more than one country. Um, So yeah, you can, you can put in more than one country if you identify with, you know, more than one.
0: Yeah. So you should be able to write Jamaica in the boxes, then leave a space and then Guyana mm -hmm. in in your case. Okay, great. So, what happens because with a census there is is there the census is counting people right so we know mm-hmm. when you count you go one two three four and then you say oh let me do it again because somebody confused you is there an instance of an overcount or an undercount?
1: Absolutely. So uh, overcounting uh, happens uh, a lot of the times. Well, there's two communities that are. Um, that are overcounted a lot of the times, and that is wealthier folks uh, that have, you know, two households. Mm-hmm. They might fill out the census in each of their of their homes, and then uh, college students are actually another population that is often overcounted, uh, just because you know they their parents you know, still consider them a part of the household, even though they're off at college, and, you know, uh, the parents uh, count them at their home address, and then the students receive the the form at their college addresses, and they're filling it out there as well. Mm. So in that instance, it is best for college students to fill it out in at at their at their residence uh at the college and not at their home address
0: uh, that makes sense and what about undercounting
1: yeah, so undercounting happens so there is a large immigrant population for sure that are often undercounted uh, in the census, and you know that is uh one we're largely uh, renters and we move a- around a lot so when folks are undercounted. And also young children are also another uh, uh, demographic that, um, that are often undercounted in the census. And as I mentioned before, you know, uh, people don't think to count about, uh, about their babies and, you know, children under five years old, whether or not they should be counted in the census. So um, to combat uh, undercounting of our communities, we Really think that education is is something that we should be uh, advocating. You know, mm-hmm. talk to you, if you know about the census, you should talk to your neighbor about the census. We should also be making sure that we're not only reaching people at their households because you know a lot of the times the census bureau might not know where you're living is is a household. In urban communities, there are you know, multi, multi-level, multi-family households.
0: Inland. I was just about to say that, you know, yeah. in New York, you know, you mm-hmm. have people renting basement apartments that they mm-hmm. may not have legally registered with the city or they have mm-hmm. a basement apartment and they're renting rooms. So, right. you know, in one apartment, you have all these people living there and, you know, in that way, there's an undercount. So what happens in a situation where, you know, you know, they, they, the, a census form is sent to an address, but a landlord who's renting out his second floor to three different tenants as, Mm -hmm. because they're renting out rooms. I'm not knocking that, but I'm just trying to see how can they get the count for, let's say, you know, is it based on what mail goes to that address? How, how do they determine how many forms to send to a particular address?
1: Yeah, so um, they would get um, if the census bureau does not know that there are, you know, uh, three separate families living at one address. You will still receive that singular postcard with a unique ID. Uh, but everyone in that house, everyone that's at that address, can you know use use that unique ID uh, to fill out their form online, if. Um, it goes past that, that period where, you know, people are filling out their, the form online and you have the paper form at your house, you know, the landlord should include everyone that is at that address on that paper form. So regardless of, you know, how many different families, uh, there are, or you can actually request additional paper forms as well, uh, Mm -hmm. if you want to do it that way.
0: And so, would that be a scenario where, you know, let's say I'm the landlord who's like, yeah, I rent out, I have, I rent out rooms to different people, and I only got one form, and I believe that everybody could do the census. Mm-hmm. So, can I have them do the form online? And in that would be an instance where my tenants can do the form, but not necessarily submit the user ID. I don't know. I'm just asking because, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because that,
0: that makes sense to me because, you know, you want to make sure that our community are, are counted. I um The interview that we did with, um, I did with Marlon Hill mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, it mm-hmm. was just like, it's so important to be counted for us to be active in our communities. And, you know, the hiding, I understand why we do it. Believe me, I do. But there are mm-hmm. other things that we it's to our detriment because mm-hmm. we are not, for those of us who can, who are here legally, our citizens or whatever, we should really participate mm-hmm. because the effects are felt beyond mm-hmm. schools, beyond roads. You know, how many hospitals in our neighborhoods are closing mm-hmm. and we have to travel to a whole different neighborhood to get, you know, services, mm-hmm. you know, it. all these little things are dependent, you know, The buses, you Mm -hmm. know, the bus routes, how many buses are being put on the routes, Mm -hmm. you know, all of these little things, you know, as much as the New York City subway is run by New York State. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, they they still have to get federal funding. So if the train is running on time, I live close by the L train. And there was a whole debacle about the L train being put out of service. All those things are affected because of the money that's needed. So we really, this episode is really intended to educate people about the census, what it is, what's the purpose of it. It's just 10 questions for now. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
0: you know, even if the 11th one goes on it, you, we heard the responses that are on there and, you know, legally, no, we can't be prosecuted for anything we put on the census. So what is, As we wrap up, because this is not a one-time episode, in my opinion, we talked about this. This is an ongoing conversation to educate people about the census and the importance of the census. But in the meantime, until things get finalized, what is what are like two things you want people to take away from this conversation, and in order to kind of build more education and awareness around the census and the importance of the census.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one main thing that I think that people should take away is that our power is in the census. So if we want to change how, you know, our system of government uh, works, if we don't like the policies and procedures that, you know, uh, our, our government is proceeding with, then it is vitally important uh, that we all participate uh, in the census. You made a really great connection, Carrie, when you said that, you know, the census is like our vote, you know, the same way that there are people out there, you know, trying to make sure that everyone votes in 2020. We also need to be making sure that everyone, everyone is filling out their census form uh, in 2020.
0: Awesome, and I will have a link to a sample of the 2020 census. Could you talk a little bit about the sample that I'll be sharing with people? I don't want to speak off, um, yeah. of course, about what that is, but you did provide me an example of what the 2020 form would look like.
1: Yeah. So, uh, what is what Carol will be sharing is a. Uh, uh a test form that was used in providence rhode island in 2018 just last year that you know went to all of the residents of Pro- providence county rhode island so this is what the census bureau tested to make sure that you know they have all their their procedures down pat <laughs> the, uh, before uh, 2020 comes so uh if there are no changes to the census with as we talked about uh, a question on citizenship being the 11th question. This form is, is what you will see uh, in 2020. Okay.
0: And then the, my final question, common cause is, you know, you're working with common cause to help with the census. How can the community interact with common cause? Like how, how is the partnership work? And, you know, really, what is the relationship with common cause in the community? And is it something that people reach out to common cause if they see something? I, I don't know, explain a little bit about how common cause works with the community.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, there are a few initiatives that we are taking on. In the outset, I mentioned that um, we are in about 19 states that are working for uh, a fair and accurate count. A couple of those, couple of the things that we are doing in those states uh, is that we're advocating for additional. Funding at the state and local level for the census. So, federally, uh, you know, the census has been underfunded uh, at the national level, but we believe that, you know, states have a lot to lose. If uh, the the count isn't right in 2020, so we are advocating for uh, a number of a number of states to supplement federal funding and, and put some money towards making sure there's uh, adequate outreach to communities uh, ahead of the 2020 census, and then we are also working with communities to you know form local what's called complete count committees, which is really just a grouping of people that, you know, care about the census, realize the importance of it, and want to work to make sure that uh, there are solutions in the community to make sure that, you know, people are filling out uh, their census forms. So, for example, in in rural communities that might not have great internet access, people in the community can come together and and, um, make sure that, you know, the local library has uh, somebody there that is familiar with the census and can help people fill out their forms, or you know, you can have people come. Uh, to a community center and, you know, those type of things um, to make sure that, you know, people have directions on how to fill out their form. So, uh, you know, you can get in contact with any of our local offices. You can go online to our website. Uh, It has all of our contact information. I'll give you mine uh, as well. But our website is commoncause.org. Uh, You can go on our website and you can find out more about the census, or you can just email me directly at Keisha Morris, K Morris, K M O R R I S, at commoncause.org.
0: Okay. And that's where people will find out um, about the complete count committees and all of that good stuff. And, you know, if there is one in their area or how to go about creating one in their area if there isn't. Yes, absolutely. Yes, okay. So everyone, um, thank you for listening. This is not going to be our last conversation about the census because it is important for our community. And I want to thank Keisha on and Common Cause for the work that they're doing and for Keisha to enlighten us about really what the census is. Forget the politics and the scare tactics around the census. The census is something that we should be doing, especially as we look at what we need for our communities. And so... Again, I encourage you to tell your neighbors, encourage people to participate in the census. And if you have any questions, you have Keisha's email. I'll put all of that information in the show notes. And if you have any questions, just reach out to me if you're not sure or anything. And like I like to say at the end of the show, walk good. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience. We post new episodes every two weeks. And if you want to learn more, buy merchandise, sign up for our newsletter, check out our website, CarryOnFriends.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch or sign up for our newsletter, check out CarryOnFriends.com or find us on all social media platforms at carry on friends.